0: You are listening to the By His Grace podcast. I'm your host, Misty Phillip, and I am so glad that you are with me today, my friends. We are going to hear from Shayna Rattler. We're going to talk about transitioning into a new season when it's difficult and what we can do to help ease that transition. A lot of people I know are in a time of transition right now. Children are going back to school. Kids are going to college for the first time parents are experiencing empty nests, maybe for the first time, or I've got other friends who are caring for their elderly parents. I've got other friends with experiencing job loss. Any of these transitional seasons can be difficult to navigate. And you know what, the days we're living in are just kind of crazy. So on today's episode of the By His Grace podcast, Shana Rattler is going to share several strategies to help us navigate these seasons of our lives by making a God shift. She'll explain what that means in just a moment. But before we get into today's episode, I thought it would be great to dive into the word of God to see what the Bible has to say to comfort me in transition and change. So in Hebrews 13:8, the scripture reminds us that whatever else happens in life, no matter what we face, Christ is Constant. In fact, he is the only constant thing that we can count on in our lives. The scripture says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know about you, my friend, but to know that Jesus never changes brings me great comfort. It reminds me that he is always good. His plans for me are good and that he loves me more than I will ever know. Y'all, he remains faithful. He has been faithful to me in the past. He has been faithful in the present season, and he will continue to be faithful in the future because his character never changes. We have his presence and his love and the great gift of grace through Christ that will never change. Even if everything in the world around us is in chaos, Jesus stays the same yesterday today, and forever. Another scripture that brings me hope in the midst of transition is Philippians 3.20, which says, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, we have to remember we are not of this world. This world is not our home and everything in this world will one day fade away. It doesn't matter what earthly treasures or pleasures that we have here, they are all fleeting and one day they will all fade away. So this tells me just keep my eyes fixed on Jesus and longing for my true home because we are only passing through this world. Our home is in heaven. Now, another scripture I thought we would look at is Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20 in the ESV. And they say, Jesus came and said to them all, authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Lord is always with us. In fact, the scripture that I just read said that he is with us until the end of the age. It is important for us to remember in times of transition or while we're going through major changes in our lives that we are never alone, that God is with us, and that he will never leave us or forsake us until the end of the age. Jesus is our constant companion. I remember going through a really difficult time when my My middle son who has special needs was entering into school and I felt very alone and isolated and I didn't know what to do. And I met another mom at a homeschool conference who was further down the road that I said, and she said this, it was so simple, but it was so revelatory to me at the time. She said, God is with you. And that just gave me hope to know that I may not know all everything I need to do as a wife and a mom and for my children, but I have the Lord who's ever present. He's an ever present help in trouble. And when I don't know what to do, I can call upon his name and I can gain wisdom from him. So that made a huge difference in my life. Just knowing that Jesus was with me no matter what I faced. Now, just because God promises to be with us through difficult circumstances and in the midst of change and transition, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. If we're going through a difficult time, it doesn't mean that we are out of God's will. Whatever hardships that we face, we have to know that God has a purpose and a plan and that everything is being sifted through his sovereign plan. And that's because we know that all things, all of them, every single one of them, all things work together for good for those who love him and have been called according to his purposes. We learn that in Romans eight twenty eight. God is writing a beautiful story on our life, and we can trust him through every phase and every stage of life. Friend, if you are in a difficult season of change, or if you're going through a major transition, I encourage you to take some time today and get alone with God and pray. Get into his word and discover for yourself his great promises to you. Now for more encouragement, I want to introduce you to today's guest, Shayna Rattler. Shayna is the founder of a God Shift Movement. She is a coach, a multi-published author, podcast, and television host who has helped many people understand their identity in Christ and the authority that they have as a child of God. Please welcome Shayna Rattler to the By His Grace podcast.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.
0: Hey Shayna, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to have you with me here today.
1: Yes, it's an honor. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So on today's show, we are going to talk about successfully navigating transition. So right now, many families are adjusting with their kids going back to school. Others may be empty nesters for the first time, dropping their kids off at college. I know I've got some friends in that season. I've got some other friends who are taking care of elderly parents and making decisions. They're in and out of the hospital and hospital and just life is crazy with job changes and, you know, living in this post-COVID world that we're living in. There's so many different challenges that we need to navigate. So that's what we're going to center our conversation on. But before we do, I want people to know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. You've got your beautiful God Shift t-shirt on. So let's start by giving us a little background on who you are and what a God Shift is.
1: Perfect. So I'm going to talk fast through the boring stuff like I'm a minister and I'm a prophet and I'm an author and I'm a speaker. Nobody cares about that stuff. But what I really consider myself to be is a bold, courageous, life changing child of God who is committed to helping other believers understand the identity that they have in God. And the reason why I like to say that the way I say it, because it's almost as if I use it like a self-contract to kind of check myself, check my thoughts, check my language, check, you know, my vision, the direction I'm going in, everything I do, I kind of check it back against that contract and say, am I being bold? Am I being life changing? I'm being courageous. But ultimately, am I really helping people understand what their identity is in christ because i think that everything we do in life Missy, really comes down to identity and authority but a god shift so i am the founder of a god shift movement and my definition of a god shift is the moment that you unlock your kingdom authority you collide with god's purpose and move into a greater destiny and it's perfect that we're talking about navigating the seasons of life because usually it's things and circumstances that are going on in our lives There are reasons why we need to exercise our authority, actually get in alignment with his, his, you know, purpose so that we can get to where it is that he needs us next.
0: Yeah, I know I definitely experienced that myself as I shifted from being a wife and mom just at home with my kids, homeschooling and raising my boys. As my boys started to grow, I started to pray, God, what is next? And it's amazing when you pray, The, the prayer that I prayed specifically was, where does my gifting and my calling line up in this season? Because God has work for us to do from before the foundation of the universe. But if we don't ask him, you know, how are we to know? And so when I prayed that prayer, he took me in a whole new direction. I never expected to write or speak or podcast or be on the radio or any of those things, but God, right? So tell me some more about, you've you've also authored some books. So tell us about some of the books you've written.
1: I have, but before I do that, I want to unpack something that you just said when you said you're gifting in your call, calling. Because oftentimes I hear four words that are used interchangeably as if they're synonyms and they're completely not the same thing. And that's assignment, calling, purpose and destiny. Right. Like people use those words like they mean the same thing. But to me, I feel like your assignment is who you help. And that could change with the seasons that could change every year that could change every decade. Your calling is how you help them. Do you preach? Do you teach? Do you speak? Do you write? Do you coach? You know, what do you actually do to help those people that you're assigned to your purpose is the impact that you have with those people. So like, why are you here? And your destiny is where your purpose takes you. And I just wanted to lay that context for anything that we talk about going forward, because I think that I just hear people just jumble those all up like they're the exact same thing. And then they wonder why things aren't working for them. Sometimes it's like, hey, your purpose leaves clues. Your purpose doesn't change. But you're wondering why you're stuck in life and it's because you haven't given yourself permission to recognize that you're holding on to a season that's expired. And we're scared we're going to miss God or we're going to disappoint God. No, no, no. Your purpose is the same. Your calling is the same. And your destiny that all of that is taking you into is not going anywhere. But assignments change with seasons. And sometimes we want to hold on to those things for dear life. And it actually keeps us stuck instead of the opposite. In the reason that we're actually trying to hold on to it.
0: Yeah, that is such a good word. I know that I have done that in my own life where I could see a season ending and and not understanding why and trying to hold on to that. But, you know, I, I had to grieve that that season was over and embrace what what God wanted me to do in the future. So I can definitely see where people get stuck. I talk to a lot of people that want to do podcasting and through Spark Media. And, you know, a lot of times they have all these plans, but then they they don't really do anything because they don't really know what to do. So I'm glad that you really laid out those four different definitions. So tell me about some of the books that you've written, because I'd love to know more.
1: For sure. The first three books that I wrote were all business books. Some of them were personal development books like, you know, who do you need to be as the entrepreneur in order to be successful in business? One of them was about landing corporate sponsors because I taught that for years. But my most recent book is called A God Shift and it's called A Divine Move from Disruption to Destiny. And it's all about what it is that you just talked about, like how we embrace, how we embrace those unexpected circumstances that come in our lives and not allow them to keep us from what it is that we want and where it is that God needs us next. And then my I have a literary agent now and she's actually in the process of shopping a new book to publishing houses. I actually just got back from a huge Christian writers event in Kentucky.
0: You were at ASA. I'm an ASA sister. I was supposed to be there speaking really? on podcasting, but yeah, that's a whole nother side note.
1: I'm an ASSA girl, and I stayed over for CPE. I just got home, which is why I found
0: all raspy. Excellent. Well, I have a lot of friends that were there and many people who are in the SPARK community that won awards at ASSA, the Golden Scroll Award, for their books. And so that's so fun. Yeah, it is a small world. Well, we can side... When we get offline. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's absolutely right. Well, I want to know, how do you coach people that are going through these transitions? Mm-hmm.
1: The very first thing that I try to make them aware of is that any unexpected circumstance that you're having in your life, anytime that God is asking you to shift, we have to realize that he's using those things to get our attention. Because many of us are pursuing a path that is not the plan that God has for us. And he wants to get our attention to say, hey, you know, there's a whole nother level of destiny over here for you. There's a whole nother thing I need you to do. There's a whole nother level of your being that I need you to become. But if most people are like me, he has to shake us up because we wouldn't pay attention otherwise. Like I'm one of those people that you can't whisper to me. You can't tap me on the shoulder. You have to hit me over the head with a two by four. So in 2018, when the Lord was calling me away from the marketplace and into ministry, The only way that he could get my attention, Misty, was to dry up everything around me. My business had to dry up. My speaking engagements had to dry up. My money had to dry up. My boyfriend had to dry up. Like everything around me had to dry up because had he have allowed business as usual for me to make the money, speak in all of the different countries, and he would have said calling you to ministry, I would have been looking over my shoulder like, is he talking to you? Me neither. (laughs) You know, because... I just didn't think that, you know, I just felt like I was the least likely person, you know, for God to use in in that capacity. And so when I coach people, I usually say, let's take a look and say and, and try to uncover what does the Lord want us to see? What does he want us to do? And more importantly, where might he lead us next? Because there's something that we're supposed to learn as a result of what we're going through. And until we can wrap our minds around, why are we experiencing what the Lord is allowing us to experience then where we're going and how we get there is completely a mute point.
0: Yeah, that's so good. So what are some practical ways that we can navigate these changing seasons? What are the signposts that we need to look for?
1: I have a formula. So y'all write this down. If you haven't already been taking notes, please grab your pen and paper because I have a formula and I call it the ABCs to unlock heaven, the ABCs to unlock heaven. So the A is align. We first have to align with God's will, his word, and his ways. The B is belief. It's not just enough for us to know and believe that God is able. We have to believe that he's willing and that he's willing to do it for us. But then once we know we're aligned and once we are firm in our belief, that we can do what he says that we can do, that we can have what he says that we can have, and that we can be what it says that we can be, then we have to do the C, which is confession. We have to use our mouths. Our mouths are the most powerful armor that we have as believers. And I talk a lot about kingdom authority, and it's our mouth that brings things into the present. If we think about Isaiah 46 and 10, it says that the Lord declared the end from the beginning. And then there's also scripture that says that he spoke those things that were not as though they were. So he has an expectation that we're going to do the same thing. So we need to confess God's word and declare what He's already said to us out loud and say it until we believe it and say it until we see it. I, I've said often, and I don't think I was the originator of this, that you have to say what you see until you see what it is that you say.
0: Oh, that's so good. I love that. So what resources do you have available to help people overcome adversity and to, to grow in their faith?
1: I have a free guide called When God Says Shift. And inside that guide, it's going to cover the four shifts that are required to get into greater possibility, expectancy, a greater level of your destiny. And we talked about the first shift, and that's becoming. You know, who you're going to become in this next season is always going to be so much more important and so much more foundational than what it is that you're going to do. Yet I find that that's the number one question that we ask. Lord, what do you want me to do? But then the other three um, shifts are in that free guide as well. So you can get that at GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com. And it's going to walk you through. And it doesn't matter if you're shifting somewhere personally, in your relationships, in your career, any area of your life that the Lord is asking you to shift. These these are going to be the four shifts that are going to be required in order for you to navigate successfully.
0: That's excellent. And we will put that in the show notes for easy access for everyone who is listening. So I'd love to see how this has actually played out in your own life. Can you share a little
1: bit more about that? Yeah. So I'll take you back to 2018 when my successful business dried up. And it just happened to dry up after I spent $32,000 marketing a book that I know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord told me to write. And I talk to the Lord a little bit like I'm a thug and I'm like, what are we doing, bro? Like this is what we're doing. Like what are we doing? Like you told me to write that book. I write it. I spend $32,000 marketing. And You're like, okay, now that we've done that, I want you to take everything you've used to build the marketplace and help me build the kingdom. I was like, what the heck are we doing? Right. And so, I was firm enough in the Lord, Misty, to go, I don't know where you're taking me or exactly what it is that this whole ministry thing is going to look like. But I believe that you're up to something and I believe that you know that I have to eat. So even though you've allowed all of my money to dry up, even though June and July I had to put my mortgage on a credit card, I do believe that if I say yes to what it is that you're asking me to do, that you will provide for me. And the moment that I said, yes, I started seeing all types of confirmations that I had made, you know, the, the right decision, but I made a mistake and this is a mistake that I don't want any of your audience to make. I was in Bali, Indonesia, and that's not the mistake. Go to Bali. If you have a chance, it's beautiful. <laughs> And I was on a spiritual retreat and the Lord showed me this was April of 2019 and the Lord showed me very, very vividly what my ministry was going to consist of. He said you will preach and teach in stadiums you will have a television show and you will use your gifts to change the lives of politicians and celebrities for the sake of jesus and i thought to myself well all that sounds big and i like it i'm here for it like i like i remember i told you i'm bold and i'm courageous and put me on tv like i love it but i thought but the chances of you making that happen by the time i get back to dallas are probably not likely. And I don't want to just sit around and be idle because I've always coached all of my business coaching clients that he'll bless what you put your hands to, you know, so steward something that you've got in your hands. But here's the mistake that I made. You guys listen carefully because it's so easy to do. I took that new vision and I filtered it through old perspective. Mm. So what does that mean? I had been coaching so long that I went and I created a coaching program. He didn't say nothing about coaching. He didn't say anything about a five-day challenge. He didn't say any about it, anything about an opt-in. He didn't just say anything about a coaching program. But how many of you know that when you've been in an industry for a certain amount of time, and I have been in the coaching industry from 2007 till now 2019. So I heard stadiums and TV shows and yada, 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 but I still went home and created a coaching program out of it. So don't do that. At least give God a version of the vision to bless. So let's just take television show, for example, I could have said, well, let me set a TV show studio up in my house and put it on YouTube and pray that the Lord blesses for that to be found. But I didn't do that. I went out and created a bunch of stuff that had nothing to do with what it, with what it was that he showed me. And so all of the rest of 2019 and all of 2020, even though the things that I, were cre- I created, I think they were pretty good. I think they helped people, but it all just felt too small. And I got to the end of 2020, and I did like any good business girl did. And I said, well, hmm, what needs to change for next year? And everything I wrote down sounded like everything I'd already created that I knew I'd done wrong. So, very long story short, I called on two of my business accountability partners and asked them. I said, I know it's almost New Year's Eve, but can you please spare 20 minutes? Well, two and a half hours into that 20-minute conversation, one of them said, well, what did he show you? And they said, well, now please help me understand why you didn't create that. And so I said, I I don't want a tagline. I don't want, you know, a program. I want something that's movement worthy. And I said, and I'm always saying, like, if you're going to get on the other side of what you're going through, a God shift is required. And she looked at me like only she can look at me and said, that's it. A God shift. And so within three days, I had written the concept for a book. I had created a television show. I had rebranded everything that I had around a God shift. And it has literally been life-changing in a whirlwind and just off to the races in January of 2021.
0: Well, I... Completely can understand that because I went through a similar God shift as I was working on my second book, and my agent wanted me to change it, and it wasn't working for me. And I was making myself physically ill because I thought that's the thing that I was supposed to do, but that was the thing that God used to set me free to be able to walk into the next season. I didn't understand that. And when my husband came to me and he said, Baby, you're just flattered because you have an agent that wants to work with you. Why would you take your focus away? away from your podcast. And so it was in that moment that I had to go to the Lord in a puddle of tears and just confess, Lord, I'm sorry. I got caught up in this. I am I am flattered that I have an agent. And if you want me to write a book, then that's what I want to do. But really, where does my gifting and my calling line up in this season? And that was in 2019. And that's when he called me to go from just having the By His Grace podcast to having Spark Media, where I have a conference and a magazine and a podcast network, and now we're doing radio and all of these things that God had planned for me that I had no idea until I asked him, if you don't want me to do this, Lord, then what is it? Have you seen that with other people that you work with as well?
1: Oh, for sure. And sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's not a good thing. What do I mean by that? Yes, it's always a great thing that we go to God and for what is it that you want me to do? Let me listen to the instructions. oftentimes we're going to other people as well. And that can be dangerous for two reasons. One, if the vision was not given to them, it may be difficult for them to guide you. Two, if you're headed in a direction that they've never been in, they're very likely to do what I call should on you. S-H-O-U-L-D. So they don't think these two Jesus girls are cussing. They should on you, right? Like I I know my parents did it. I know my parents shut it on me. You know, like, what do you mean you want to go be a business coach? You went to school to be a therapist, and you followed Dave Ramsey's program to pay off all this student loan debt and do all these things. You should just be a therapist. Well, one, the vision wasn't given to them, and two, they didn't understand entrepreneurship, so they were scared that I was going to put their grandson in the poverty line. And a couple of times I almost did, (laughs) but the vision was not given to them. And so it's very difficult for other people to, to guide us when they either don't have the vision or they don't have the experience. But here's the other thing, because I know my, my message for this season is, is all about how we can release the authority that God gave us. If we're always going to somebody else to pray for us, then we need to ask ourselves, why is our relationship lacking? Because even if they've been following God longer than you, or maybe they have a title of some type of, you know, clergy or something like that, you have the ability to go to God yourself. You have the ability to grow your relationship yourself. And like I talked about, about aligning, believing, and confessing, we have a role to play. God is not going to just sit back and do us. He's not going to just sit back, show us what he has for us, And then take us there. He expects us to play a role in the relationship. And this is all of the stuff that my new book is about. And so, you know, I'm not overriding the scripture that says that you shouldn't be in agreement with other believers. And, you know, we're two or three are gathered in my name. I'm not overriding anything. But what I am saying is, where's your authority? Where's your confidence in your relationship with God that we always have to to run to somebody else to try to figure out what we should be doing?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm totally in alignment with that because I have another podcast that I do with my husband called Spark Influence. And the last episode that we released actually was stop listening to gurus and start listening to the Holy Spirit. Because if we connect with the Lord in prayer, give him he knows all of our deficiencies. He knows all of the desires of our heart. He places those desires in our heart so that we can fulfill them. And yes, I I, I do think we need to have like you talked about those trusted advisors in our life that we can go to when things are not making sense because sometimes there's things that we can't see cuz we're too close to it. And so that's different in getting some godly counsel and I think that's where you know there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. But if you're always chasing after other people's guidance and direction and you're not doing the thing that God's called you to or you're not going to him with your needs, then you're right. Then there is something you have to question. Why are you not why are you going going to other people. One of the things I said was stop looking for external validation and just start doing like there is a time for inspiration and education, but then there's a time to move. And that's when we're activating our faith and we're just stepping. Maybe we don't know how to do everything that God is calling us to, but we just, we just step right. And we just, we have faith and we just take that step.
1: Absolutely. I would say, You have to take a step forward, even when those steps are laced with uncertainty, because God is the best GPS that's out there. And if you step wrong, he will reroute you.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. He always, always reroutes us. So this has been such a wonderful uh, conversation. I'm excited for you and all of the things that you're doing, Shayna. Thank you so much for coming on the By His Grace show today. We will put resources to a God shift and all of the, the things that you mentioned in this episode. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guests today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.